0: unwired unwired why would we call it unwired we're leading to the day where we are unwired testing testing well let's see if we can do this I'm actually recording in my car this is part of the reason that unwired hasn't been on in a while things have gotten so busy So I'm recording this as I'm leaving a videotaping that I was working on. A wonderful program done out of Silver Spring, Maryland. And hopefully this comes out good enough to put out back on the web. So welcome back to Unwired. We apologize for being gone for so long, but things just got real busy. Um, Victoria's busy. She's taking some courses that are taking up a lot of her time, and then I got busy with some work, some very crucial, important work, um, in a variety of places, actually, and things are so busy, I said, let me just record while I'm driving. I'm putting so many miles on my car lately, driving back and forth all over Maryland, which is funny, because when I first thought of doing a podcast, even before I came up with the name Unwired or... Or actually Victoria came up with the name on Wired but even before I thought to do a podcast with Victoria I thought let me just record myself in my car because of all the hours that I spend driving back and forth from one site to the next and it's so funny that it's almost coming around in a circle where (laughs) this is the only way I seem to be able to get a podcast recorded so I got about a 25 minute drive let's see what we can talk about today on on wired So one of the things that we're working on is a couple of AV installations across the state of Maryland and that has taken up a tremendous amount of my time um, so what we're doing as I have to blow the horn because someone wasn't paying attention, What we're doing is installing AV equipment, some of which we haven't worked on tremendously. And what we have is a learning curve. And it's great because there's so much to learn, even as you think you know quite a bit. Technology changes so much, and then you often find yourself, especially as an integrator, putting things together that normally may not go together or normally you may not encounter at the same time. So there's always a learning curve. There's always some new experiences. Uh, Some of the equipment we're dealing with is conference room equipment, which is more AV and networking now than it's ever been before. Um, I remember working with Polycom a couple of years ago, and since that time, other companies have sprung up. Um, I recently had to get Extron certification just to enable me to work on some of this equipment. Uh, Extron's an interesting company. They make a lot of great products, but uh, they make sure you know how their products work before you're sent to go out and even sell them. We're not even talking about installing them or servicing them, but even to sell them. You better have some knowledge of their products because they don't want you going in there without knowing how to use their products properly. When you go in to install it with a client, you better know what you're installing. And there's some fairly complex situations you might encounter with these Extron products. Uh, Matrix switching, um, uh, uh, signal transferring... Uh, Passing signals long distance, so you're converting it from one form of digital to a form that will be able to pass over uh, an Ethernet wire. Not switch technology. This is what I didn't understand, especially. For me, with my background, I think everything is network-based, which means packet technology. The information is cut down into packets, transmitted through a switch, and can be sent to multiple areas. But Extron also has a feature where you're sending information long distances without going through a switch. So what you have is an encoder on one side. You put the signal into the encoder. Then it sends, oh, I should should really use the term transmitter and receiver. That's a better way to put it. So the signal is broken down and then transmitted over CAT-5E, CAT-6 to a receiver. And then the the receiver is used to send it to a television or recording deck or some other uh, medium, uh, some other device over a long distance. So you have that uh, functionality with some of the equipment. And knowing how to use it is crucial because there's some warnings on there. If you, These are powered devices, so sometimes if you put them through a switch, they can damage a switch. So you really have to know what you're doing, which is why their classes are so extensive. Um, in fact, we'll be taking some higher level classes coming up soon so that we can do even more with the technology. Uh, One of the other things I've been working on, in fact, quite recently, I had a chance once again to work with a TriCaster, a NewTek TriCaster. Um, TriCaster has been around for quite a number of years, uh, and they made a name for themselves with high-level video switching as well as streaming. And so it was a pleasure to once again work on a TriCaster. The model number was a 455. Uh, It was quite a bit of fun. Most of the information was already preset. I didn't have to do any setup. I just had to run the switching. And I think it went over well. So it's always good to experience new switches. I'm very used to the Blackmagic switcher. I use that. um, Which ATEM do we have? We have the, the 4K ATEM. And you know recently Blackmagic has released some new ones. Um, very nice, actually, and I'll, I'll get to that later. I need to talk about NAB as well because I was able to go to NAB 2018. So, um, and in fact, speaking about New Tech and sort of hinting towards NAB 2018, uh, I was able to attend the New Tech pre NAB show where they introduced a couple of technologies that I think are going to be interesting. They are finally putting in a professional titling software. Um, now, this is one area where they were vague. They didn't mention whether this was going to be within the new tech software, within the TriCaster software, or it's an outside purchase where you can make titles and then export them to use in the TriCaster software as well as other products. They were a bit vague on that, but they were touting the fact that they're going to have this titling program available. And uh, that should be special. Because one of the most difficult things... Now, I use Wirecast on a, a weekly basis. Uh, we run Wirecast uh, for our streaming, for our church. And in version 4, they had a really good titling program. The, the background graphics were so-so. But the actual titling, how quick and easy it was to make titles, it was a pretty nice feature. When we upgraded to version 5, we lost a lot of functionality with our titling. In fact, it, was, it became so difficult to use, we don't even do lower thirds anymore. But um, at NAB, I was able to speak to the Wirecast guys, and they said, yeah, they've made a lot of improvements... In version... Uh, oh, excuse me. We don't have version 5. We have version 6. They're up to version 8 now. And they have a lot of improvements in version 8. And in fact, in version 9, which is just in its beta form, they're going to be even moving to New uh, new Blue, which is a well-known name in titling software. Sony Vegas has added it. Um, Pinnacle has had it for a couple of years. But New Blue is supposed to be really good at creating titles. They even make separate third-party software you can use with any of the NLEs on the market. Um, Since I've started switching over to using DaVinci Resolve, the titles are okay. I think um, creating the graphics for the lower thirds, I need to spend a bit more time um, coming uh, coming up with a scheme to make that easier. Or maybe I should just invest in a third-party product and use that instead. But even DaVinci Resolve has come out with a new version. I mean, there's so much that has been going on in the last couple of months. I I don't even know if I'll have time to cover it in one show. So maybe I'll just talk about what I've been doing lately and get to NAB for next, next time, next episode. So... I'm going to take a quick break right now, uh, have one of our sponsors uh, let us know about what's going on in their world, and then we'll be right back and I'll tell you some more about what's going on. You have a need. You need your network to be secure. You need your users to feel secure. And you have to know that you're backed by the best network security company out there. Contact Brainwave Consulting. Specialize in small businesses, houses of worship, and educational facilities, protecting your data while you feel secure. Contact Brainwave Consulting at www.brainwavecc.com. Okay, I'm still driving uh, back home from uh, my latest gig. As I mentioned before, things have just been so busy, but uh, I also know that in the podcast world, you've got to keep putting out episodes so you can build your audience. Um, if you let too much time go by without an episode, uh, it's really the kiss of death. So I'm, I'll be doing better about even recording in the car, just letting you guys know what's going on, some of the different technologies I've come across, and getting Victoria back on the phone when we can so that we can have a uh, more full episode back to what it always sounds like so I was mentioning before about the new tech and the switcher Um, I recently did a review on another switcher if you go to the website www.spaceage-llc.com There's a video of the Lumentech VS4 switcher. It's a great, great, great product. Um, Really enjoy having it around as part of the arsenal. And the review really goes in depth about some of the uh, different scenarios that we could use it with. Uh, It's funny. Uh, At NAB, I know I keep coming back to that. We'll talk about that later. But at NAB... I took a couple of graphics of uh, one of the guys who was at the Lumentech booth. And (laughs) when I met him at the show, he mentioned uh, seeing that review. And even though his picture was only up there for a few seconds, I'm not sure he was 100% pleased that he was in the video. So we have to be really careful when we go and do these shows or we're taking pictures and things that we... We get people's permission. um, I didn't do anything wrong, but still, you know, you want people to know you're going to use them as B-roll. It's so interesting in this day and age with um, privacy um, being basically given away without a second thought. uh, it's, It's people's understanding. Once a camera comes out, or no matter where you are, everyone has become a public figure. But that's not true, and there's still something to take into account that people may not want their pictures taken, or they may not want to be um, in a video that you're creating. So just as a side note, that's something to keep in mind, that you have to be cognizant of people's rights to privacy. Whether or not you just bought a new $3,000 camera or not, people still have a right to privacy so remember that Um, so some of the other things that we've been working on lately is uh, I'm working on this series uh, videography series which I need to get back into the editing station and edit I was talking about um, DaVinci Resolve 15 being released I downloaded the beta, but come to realize that it only works on Windows 10. Uh, in fact, from uh, four point fourteen point three, I believe it was, DaVinci Resolve only works on Windows 10. And I've been really reluctant to edit, to bring my machines up to Windows 10, for a variety of reasons. Number one being the annoying habit of uh, doing updates in the middle of something important. It just demands to do an update and it'll halt your system up for quite some time to do a security update. Um, Which I like to go back to the old days when I can control what my computer does rather than my computer trying to control what I do and when I do it. Um, Yeah, I just like things that way. If I pay for a product, I want to have some control over it. So... Um, I've been reluctant to go to Windows 10, but I do have one machine with Windows 10 on it. So I installed DaVinci Resolve 15, and I've been using it. And I don't know if you know this, but they've added their 3D um, compositing program called Fusion. Now it has basically a Fusion Light within DaVinci Resolve. And that's really a big deal. That's almost as if, Adobe Premiere put a light version of After Effects into Premiere Pro. That, that would be significant, being able to composite video and text um, directly in the program. Now, I know there's certain things you can do with video and text already, but this is a step up from that. So, DaVinci Resolve made that announcement recently. As well as a couple of, I mean, they're releasing a lot of products all at one time. They're a camera shader, which is going to be great for the broad, broadcast side. You know, they, a few months ago they released their broadcast camera, which is an Ursa Mini Pro with uh, kind of a slant towards broadcasting. So you have, um, they're eschewing. The shallow depth of field for a more broadcast-friendly wide depth of field. Then there's also the the move to there's also a move to um, mini converters. What these mini converters do is allow you to change HDMI to SDI, but they're doing cross changes they're also doing scaling with the cross changes now all of that may sound complicated after all this is unwired and we're trying to explain to you in the most simplest terms all this technology that's out there so the scaling along with the mini converter is a big deal i can take a camera that's hdmi only and put it in an environment that's sdi without any loss of quality. Or, vice versa. Take an SDI camera and put it into an HDMI environment and still maintain the same quality. The thing about the Blackmagic version, it's going to undercut the cost of some of the other brands by a significant amount. Now, if you're familiar with Blackmagic, you know two things. One, their products do not ship immediately or when they make their announcements sometimes it takes their products quite a few months to ship and then two that lower price has caveats so you're not always going to get a product as good as say decimator who makes a cross converter which i have quite a few of the decimator is an excellent product at its price range. So, the um, the fact that Black Magic is making one to undercut the cost, it, it may work in their favor, but it could also be something to look out for. Whether the quality control will still be there, so that's something to keep in mind. Is it worth you saving thirty, forty dollars, but to get an inferior product? think about it. It's something to consider. Cost is not always the determining factor when it comes to equipment such as this, which I'm learning, which is another story I can tell you about backpacks and taking inferior backpacks through an airport. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll take a break and come right back to that. And then I'll, I, I think I'll wrap up with that story. You are listening to Unwired. Unwired. When I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, and even when I'm all around traveling, and I need my gear quick, I contact Sandy Audiovisual, operating out of Laurel, Maryland. You have access to over 300 different brands of equipment, and they can get it shipped to you quick, fast, and in a hurry. Once again, that's Sandy Audiovisual, www.savweb.com. That's www.savweb.com. So welcome back. Still traveling home, but I'm getting this episode ready for Unwired. Glad to have you back. Glad you stayed with us, even though we were out of pocket for a few weeks. But I wanted to wrap up with this story of going through TSA with an inferior backpack. So, one of the caveats that I have is I have a 17-inch laptop that I do my editing on. It's a more powerful, it's an MSI. It's considered a gaming laptop, but it has the amount of memory I needed and the specs that I needed that you don't get out of just your regular old off-the-shelf laptop. But it's 17 inches, it's fairly large as well, so you need a good-sized backpack to hold it. So I did my searching, and I got a, what I thought was a decent one. It's hard to tell when you're buying online, but I got a decent backpack to use to carry around my cameras and this laptop. One of the problems when you go on a flight is that TSA changes their rules all the time. Um, a few months ago when I flew, they were like, ah, eh, don't worry about it. You can leave the laptops in the bag. So thinking that that was consistent and that's the way it was going to be, I know I was having some trouble with my backpack from the very beginning with it jamming when I, the zipper on the, the laptop was jamming a little in a certain place. So imagine, picture this. I'm on this line, long line, trying to get through. There's only two areas that they're sending everybody through. In fact, even though my uh, gate was on one side of the airport, they sent us all the way down to the TSA line on the other side. So it's getting crowded. We're getting backed up. I'm trying to get through. you got to take your belt off. you got to take your shoes off, all these things. Then they're saying... Not only do you have to take your laptop out, anything larger than an iPad, you have to take out of your bag. So in an effort to get moving down this line quickly, I broke one of the zippers off of the bag. Then I'm trying to get the other zipper open, and it's jamming up in this exact same spot. So I almost had to rip the bag in half to get the laptop out in time so I'm not holding up the line. Then things get even more annoying. They go through the bag. Now there's this new policy, and I think this is... I have my conspiracies about this. But now they're checking food, prepackaged food that you've bought from the store. They want to pull you to the side to check it. I'm getting on a flight to Vegas. It's going to be about a four or five hour flight, and I don't feel like buying airport food because it's so expensive. So I want to bring on my own food. I figure you're not going to have any problems with pre-packaged food, right? No, that's not the case. They have issues with the pre-packaged food. They have to pull me to the side. So now my stuff is on the cart going through. And you guys know when you're traveling with uh, camera gear, you have a lot of cables. Have you ever seen what a bag full of cables and batteries and stuff looks like on those X-ray machines? Yeah. It's a wonder we all don't get pulled over to the side going through the TSA line. But I I destroyed my bag. Then I came to realize that the straps on the bag were pretty thin. The padding on the bag was pretty thin. When I'm trying to pick up all my stuff to move out of the TSA line, dropped my laptop, bruised it. Thank God it wasn't damaged. But this has led me to a search for a new bag and it has certain needs on this bag like i said it needs to be able to handle a 17 inch laptop it needs to be able to handle at least one dslr along with quite a few lenses my longest lens right now isn't that big it's just a 24 to 105 but it's got to be able to handle that as well as some of my other lenses So, and it's got to have plenty of pockets for all the little knickknacks that I have hanging around, you know, um, memory cards, extra batteries, um, power for the laptop, documentation, all this stuff needs to be um, held up. So, and the other thing is, it can't be too expensive. I mean, a lot of the bags I see out there, I'm not going to name any names, but there's some expensive bags out there. $250, $300 that's a lot I'd like for the backpack to also be able to handle a tripod or a monopod um, and some pretty sturdy straps I miss my $100 of course this was what 10 years ago my $100 petrol bag but the company petrol got bought out by somebody else and then they stopped producing those excellent bags that seem to last forever so if you have an idea for a good bag for me, drop me a line. You could reach us at contactinfo at unwiredthepodcast.com. Don't forget our Twitter feed, unwired the podcast, as well as our Instagram page. Shoot us a line. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how you like this hastily done driving in the car podcast at this time. But I promise you, we'll get Victoria back on soon, and we'll get back to our regular scheduled programming. Thanks a lot for listening, and here's hoping you'll hear us soon. Unwired. Unwired. Why would we call it unwired? We're leading to the day where we are unwired.